himself. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I bring to you a word in this hour. In the beginning, God. Four words. In the beginning, God. Oh, hallelujah. Such profound words. Genesis 1 verse 1 says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth glory be to God I'm gonna have this text read to you in audio form so to stay tuned I have a word from the Lord for you in this hour in the beginning God mm. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve. Who is like unto our God. He is God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. Hallelujah. It is what it is. In the beginning. God. Glory be to God. And as I'm coming to you with the word from the book of Genesis. A very interesting book in the Bible that we're studying right now. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The book of Genesis, let me do a little recap here, is a carefully and intentional crafted account of Israel's origin story. Moses is traditionally a 
credited as a human author of the Old Testament book of Genesis. This is because Genesis is part of the Torah, which is known as the law of Moses. Glory be to God. The name Genesis comes from a Greek word meaning beginning. And this is a book of beginnings because it talks about the beginning of the universe, the beginning of the human race, and the beginning of the people of Israel. In the beginning, God, come with me. I'm going somewhere. Genesis is a grand book with many of the Bible's most well-known stories, but it's only the beginning, the book of beginnings. In the beginning in God. Come on. Glory be to God. I'm going somewhere. And like I said before, Genesis is one of the first five books of the New Testament comprising the Torah. So Genesis is the grand prologue to Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. These five books which consist of the Torah which tell the stories of how Israel became God's special nation in the beginning. God, oh glory be to God. Let those work so. You see, the Torah is the law, which is like a schoolmaster. Galatians 3, 24 to 25 says it like this. Therefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. Watch this. You see, a schoolmaster is a pedagogue, a teacher, one who was entrusted in those days with the supervision of a family's children, taking them to and from school being responsible for their safety, their manners, and their disciplines. In other words, the slave that took the children to school is called a schoolmaster in those days. Hence, this pedagogue was supposed to be stern, hallelujah, and a disciplinarian. In the same manner, the law was a pedagogue to the Jews with a view to Jesus Christ. That is to prepare for faith in Christ by producing convictions of guilt and helplessness. The office of the pedagogue sees when faith came, that is, the object of that faith, the seed, which is Jesus Christ. In the beginning, God. Watch this. There is great importance in the book of Genesis. Luke 24 and verse 27 says, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Oh, wow. In the beginning, God. You see, Jesus showed here in Luke 24, 27, that by using the scriptures from Moses on down, from the beginning on down, through history of the prophets that were inspired statements that foretold of his coming and his work. He was being talked about from the beginning. 
in the beginning. God, hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. This is interesting. In the beginning, God. Let's hold on to those four words. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You see, the book of Genesis was there to teach Israel that leaving Egypt and possessing Canaan was God's design to motivate Israel and to abandon that which enslaves and seek the destiny that God has intended. Glory be to God. Can I say that again? The book of Genesis was to teach Israel that leaving Egypt and possessing Canaan was God's design. Glory be to God. It was to motivate the ancient Israelites. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. And to abandon that which enslaved them. Hallelujah. So that they can seek the destiny that God had intended. In the beginning, God. Glory be to God. And in the beginning, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The stories in Genesis serve as a backdrop for vital theological principles in the rest of the Bible. Glory be to God. In the book of Genesis, we see principles of blessing. You see, Genesis introduces Abraham, the ancestor of Israel, through whom the whole world will be blessed in the beginning. God. It introduced the theological principles of covenant, faith, obedience. You see, Abraham believes God promises to him. And Abraham's faith is reckoned to be righteousness that it satisfies God. Genesis 15, 6. I'm moving ahead. Hallelujah. I'm going to stay in Genesis chapter 1 in this hour. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The book of Genesis set the backdrop of vital theological principle of righteousness. You see, the concept of righteousness by faith is repeated in the New Testament. Romans 10 verse 10 shows you that. And Paul states that all who share Abraham's faith are the spiritual children of Abraham. Galatians 3, 6-9 tells us that. What a picture. In the beginning. In Galatians and Romans capture the beginning. Glory be to God. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Genesis is a grand book with many of the Bible's most well-known stories. But it's only the beginning. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So be the God you
so we're going to go into the reading of God's word. Hallelujah. So just sit back, relax, and just listen to this electronic reading of Genesis chapter 1. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We're going somewhere. Hallelujah. The message this morning, the message in this hour, the message whichever time of the day you're hearing this message. Glory be to God. Whether night or day, the message in this hour is in the beginning. God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. and the earth. And the earth was formless and empty, and waters and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light. and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. The second day, God said, put an expanse between the waters on the earth and the waters above. And God called the expanse sky. On the third day, God said, Let dry ground appear and separate the waters on the earth. And it was so. God called the dry ground land, and waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the land produce vegetation, plants and trees, the land produced plants and trees bearing fruit according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good. The fourth day God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the sun to govern the day and the moon to govern the night. He also made the stars and set them in the expanse of the sky. And God saw that it was good. On the fifth day, God said, let the waters be filled with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea, and every winged bird according to its kind. And there was evening, and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, 
creatures that move along the ground, and wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day. created the heavens and the earth It was formless and void and darkness covered it In the beginning, God, come with me As I take you through the account of God's creation I want to emphasize the importance of knowing God as creator. In the beginning, God. Ah, glory be to God. I love this. In the beginning, God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The importance of knowing God as the creator. He said Genesis 1 gives an account of the awesome majesty of God who created the universe his way not my way or your way he said the lessons in genesis 1 draws back the curtain on the fascinating pattern and order in each day of his creation in the beginning god hallelujah hold on to those four words in the beginning god i want to show you the importance of god as creator you see god is a subject of the first sentence in genesis 1 verse 1 you really have no problem believing the rest of the bible if you believe genesis 1 verse 1 you see the god that is so big enough to have created the heavens and the earth is big enough to do all the rest the bible say that he did and does and still doing glory be to god it is no accident people of god that God is the subject of the first sentence of the Bible. For this word dominates the whole chapter and catches the eye at every point of the page. It is used some 35 times in as many verses of the story. God. Hallelujah. The word God. Hallelujah. God. This is the ancient Hebrew word Elohim. Grammatically, it is a plural word used as if it were singular. The verbs and pronouns used with Elohim should be in the plural. But when Elohim refers to the Lord God, verbs and pronouns are in the singular. In the beginning, God, hallelujah, created the heavens and the earth. This summary statement will be detailed in so many verses following. But the Bible simply 
and straightforwardly declares that the world did not create itself or came about by chance. It was created by God, who by definition is eternal and has always been. The simple fact of God's creation is even more amazing when we consider the greatness of God's universe. God did it all by himself. Glory to God. I hear the word of God says in Isaiah 48 verse 13 as Isaiah recounts the creation of God Almighty. I heard God said in those words, indeed my hand has laid the foundation of the earth and my right hand has stretched out the heavens. When I call them, they stand up together. Oh, glory to God. That is God saying, hallelujah. His hand laid the foundation of the earth and his right hand was stretched out, had it stretched out the heavens. And when he called them, they stand to attention. They stand up together. God is bigger and greater than anything, hallelujah, who could ever do in this creation. I also hear, hallelujah, Isaiah recounts creation again in Isaiah 40 verse 12. Hallelujah, glory to God. When he was speaking about God, he said, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and measured heaven with a span and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure in the beginning God hallelujah glory to God God did all of this in the beginning when in the beginning glory to God yet there was much more in the beginning hallelujah glory to God can somebody say those four words with me again in the beginning God hallelujah God himself was before the beginning my God, come on. I hear that recounted in Psalm 93, verse 2. When David said, your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. That means before the beginning. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Many may be troubled by the questions. Where did God come from? Who created God? Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That answer is found. In the definition of God, that God is the uncreated being, is the eternal being, He is without beginning, without end, is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. In the beginning, God, glory be to God, He's eternal, glory be to God. That answers the question who created Him? He is eternal, immortal, invisible, glory be to God. You see, this is demonstrated in several passages of scripture and Psalm 91 to 2 recounts this it says Lord you have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world even from everlasting to everlasting you are God glory be to God hallelujah thank you Jesus he is God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. He's God all by himself. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Somebody bless the Lord with me. Yes, God. He's God from beginning to the end. 
and there's no place for argument. He's God all by himself. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. There's no need to argue who created God or where God came from. God was before the beginning. And the Godhead shared a relationship of love and fellowship. John 17 and verse 5 says, Oh Father, glorify me together with yourself. Jesus said, With the glory which I had with you before the world was, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. Can I recount the words of Jesus again? In John 17 verse 5, Jesus said unto the Father, He said, Oh Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Hallelujah. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. In the beginning, God. Hallelujah. You see, before the beginning, there was an eternal purpose in the heart of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ephesians 3 and verse 11 says it's like this. To gather together in one all things in Christ. Glory be to God. God's purpose was to resolve or sum up all things in Jesus as if Jesus himself were the answer to a great and complex problem God wrote about on the blackboard of the universe. In the beginning, God, before the beginning, God had a specific plan to fulfill this eternal purpose with many different aspects revealed to us. The mission of Jesus was foreordained before the foundation of the world. He was indeed foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you first peter 1 and verse 20 says that very well glory be to god hallelujah thank you jesus can i say it again before the beginning 
God had a specific plan to fulfill this eternal purpose with many different aspects revealed to us. The mission of Jesus was foreordained before the foundation of the world. And 1 Peter 1 verse 20 says it like this. He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. You see, eternal life is promised, was promised before time began. In hope of eternal life with God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. Titus 1 verse 2 says that the mystery of the gospel, the cross, was foreordained before the ages. But oh, First Corinthians 2 verse 7 says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I am emphasizing the importance of knowing God as the creator. In the beginning, God. The grace given unto us was given before the world began. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Verse 2 Timothy 1 and verse 9. Hallelujah. Watch this, people of God. Believers in Jesus Christ were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Glory be to God. At some point, before the beginning, God created the angels because they witnessed the creation of the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I bless his holy name. He is God. He is God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. You don't need a man to be the God. You don't need no other man. God's in your mercy. In your mercy. argument no place you see god reinforced to job in job chapter 38 to 47 that he was the creator hallelujah god was saying to job in the beginning god i am hallelujah glory to god in the beginning hallelujah god god said to job and job was complaining god told him where was thou when i laid the foundations of the earth declare if thou hast understanding who hath laid the measures thereof if thou knowest or who hath stretched the line upon it where upon are the foundations therefore fastened or who laid the corners thereof hallelujah when the morning stars sang together 
and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Where were thou? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I am God from the beginning to the end. Glory be to God. God was saying to Job, Hallelujah. I am He that was, that is, and the creatures to come. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And if I lay the foundations of the earth, Job, no matter what you're going through, Hallelujah, I can fix your situation. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. He is God all by himself. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Stay with me. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere. I'm going somewhere with this word. Glory be to God. In the beginning, God. I hope you're getting it. I hope you're seeing the awesome God as the creator. Watch this. Let's look at the state of the earth before God organized creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without forms or void. So who formed it? Who formed it? If the earth was without form or void, who formed it? Let's, let me take you to Isaiah 48, verse 18. As God again recounts creation and recounts himself as the creator. God said there in Isaiah 45, verse 18, as Isaiah recorded it, he said, For thus said the Lord, who created the heavens? Who is God? Who formed the earth and made it? Who has established it? Who did not create it in vain? Who formed it to be inhabited? I am the Lord and there is no other. Hallelujah. God was saying that he formed it. Hallelujah. And he did not create it in vain. Because he is God all by himself. Glory be to God. He is the creator. Let us acknowledge the awesome power of God, our creator. In the beginning, God. What a powerful statement. Hallelujah. What was the state of the earth before he formed it? The Bible says the earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God hovering over the face of the waters. When God began to transform the earth into something beautiful and compatible with his great plan. He started with the work of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit hovered on the face of the waters. The Holy Spirit begins every work of creation or recreation. The Bible said darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering all over the waters. Come on, somebody. Glory be to God. Note the similarity here. You see, our first birth is water birth, like the earth's creation. You see, our second birth is a spirit birth. Glory be to God. And 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6 says like this, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, we are just like the earth before God begins a work on it. 
we were without form or void. We were left alone. If we are left alone, man is worthless, empty, without form and void. Hallelujah. Until the hand of the Creator, oh glory be to God, do a work upon us. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Can I say it again? Oh, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6 says it. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Without the light of God, we would, without, we would be worthless, empty, and void. Hallelujah. I hope somebody got that. In the beginning, God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Spirit of God is hovering over us right now. Hallelujah. The Spirit is caring for somebody right now. Hovering. Wanting to make something out of nothing. Glory to God. You see, the word describes God's Spirit. Not hammering away at us. Not chopping away at the earth to make it good. But the Bible says, said the, 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 the spirit of God hovered over the waters. Glory to God. But the words describe God carefully molding and shaping as it hovers over the face of the water. Carefully. That means the spirit of God is a caring spirit. Glory to God. And this is how us as Christian, glory to God, weakness, glory to God, works on people to get them and repent and to turn to Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can I say it again? This is how the Christian weakness should work on people to get them to repent and turn to Christ. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We don't babble and hammer them and curse them and argue with them and become any with them and fight with them and debate with them to win their souls. 2 Timothy 2, 24 to 26 says, Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Don't go above and above out of your way to prove the existence of God and debate who God is. Because you know they produce quarrels. Glory to God. The Bible said there, 1 2 Timothy 2, I'm there, 24 to 26. Verse 24 says, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone able to teach not resentful opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that god will grant them repentance leading them to a knowledge of the truth that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will wow in the beginning god this is how we as christian witness should work on people to get them repent and turn. We should be hovering over them with care, hallelujah, and love. Glory be to God. Ministering the truth in love. Glory be to God. Not reminding them, not cussing them out. Glory be to God. Not to make them feel worthless. Glory be to God. As the Spirit of God hovered on the face of the water. Watch this. One more point there. You see, water represents the world. The foundation it is indeed a wondrous God who can take the most profound truths and put them in simple terms so that common folk like you and I can understand. Because me have to understand in a simple terms. Glory be to God. Most of us have to understand in simple terms. Glory be to God. 
So God called the water years before men would be able to figure out what it actually was. Can I say it again? God called it water years before men would be able to figure out what it actually was. Hallelujah. Because in the beginning, God. So here we see the first thing that God created was water. Oh God, hallelujah. Before he even created anything else. Hallelujah. His spirit was hovering on the face of the water. Glory be to God. Before he created something on the first day, the spirit of God was hovering on the face of the water. Glory be to God. The basic building block of all matter. Water, the word. Glory be to God. Before God created anything, glory be to God, he, he glory be to God, make sure he laid a foundation with the word. Hallelujah. You know, 1 John 5, 78 says, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three are as one. Glory be to God. In the beginning, God. He is God from beginning to the end. There is no place for argument. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Mm. He's God all by himself. Glory be to God. Stay with me. Glory be to God. Stay with me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. This is a message. Before I created the heavens and the earth, I was. When the earth and everything in it passes away, I will be. I hold the universe together from the smallest atom to the greatest galaxy. It all is in my hands. The sun is hidden in my shadow. I have set the earth on its foundations and I rest my feet upon it. I stir the waters of the oceans with my fingers and shake the mountains with my breath. I am entirely holy and completely other. There are none before me and none like me who can question what I have done or what I will do. My kingdom is eternal and shall exist forevermore. I am the ruler over the kings of the earth. I am the prince of peace. I am the king of kings, the righteous king, the king of the Jews, the king of glory, the king of the ages, the king of heaven, and I am the Lord of lords. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am Jehovah Jireh, I will provide. I am Jehovah Rapha, I will heal. I am Jehovah Mekadesh, I will sanctify. I am Jehovah Rohi, I am your shepherd. I am the Most High God, your deliverer, your redeemer and savior. I am your shield and your strength and your defender, the eternal and everlasting God. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Before me, there was no God form, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Beside me there is no God. Angels and heavenly beings worship me upon my throne, and I will not give my glory unto another. I will not share my creation. I am a jealous God, and a consuming fire. I am the commander of the heavens' armies, and before me kingdoms crumble and rulers kneel. 
I am your harbor in the tempest. I am safety for the tempted and tried. I have come to set the captives free, to strengthen the weak, to heal the lame, to cause the blind to see. I have come to give you life and breath to breathe. I have come that you might know me. I have come that you might know my limitless love and endless goodness, my measureless mercy and never-ending grace. My forgiveness knows no boundaries, and my acceptance sees no imperfections, nor color, nor race, nor wealth, nor poverty. In me you are made clean, and through me you are sanctified. I am indescribable, incomprehensible, irresistible, and invincible. The heavens cannot contain my glory, death cannot consume me, life cannot last me. All knees will bow before me, and at my name every tongue will confess. Every tongue will confess that I am the great I am. Every tongue will confess that I am the God of gods. beginning God what an awesome what an awesome message from God I am the God of Isaac Abraham and Jacob in the beginning God glory be to God thank you Jesus glory be to God still God there's from no to the place end. for argument you are God all by yourself you are God from beginning to the end There's no place for argument You are God all by yourself Hallelujah, glory to God Thank you Jesus, glory to God In the beginning, God Hallelujah, I hope you're with me I hope you're staying with me With this awesome revelation of the word In the beginning, God Because I'm going to take you right now to first St. John 1 verse 1 and a few other verses that spoke about the pre-existence of the world, the Logos. John 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. John 1 verse 1 St. John 1 verse 1 is saying the same message as Genesis 1 verse 1 in the beginning God glory be to God hallelujah you see it is referring to Genesis 1 verse 1 that says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth you see John essentially wrote when the beginning began the word was already there. The idea is, oh, glory be to God, somebody come with me. Hallelujah, glory be to God. The idea is that the word existed before creation or even time. It is evident 
to John's vision. The word is no other than God, the self-existent. Are you with me? Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. You see, John makes it clear that the word is not just the beginning, but it is the beginning of the beginning. Come on, somebody. He was there in the beginning before anything was. Glory be to God. John 8, verse 58. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Can I say that again? Can I go back to St. John 1, verse 1, that says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Mm -hmm. Verse 14 of that same chapter says that the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. And I heard Jesus saying in St. John chapter 8, verse 58, I like to repeat things, hallelujah, that are impacting. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Can I let that soak for a little bit? Before Abraham was, I am. Abraham was not mentioned in Genesis chapter 1. Further down. But it says, before Abraham was, I am. That means, I was there in the beginning. Before anything was. Glory be to God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was God. He said the word translates the ancient Greek word logos. The idea of the logos had deep and rich roots in both the Jewish and Greek thinking. Come on, come with me, somebody. You see, Jewish rabbis often referred to God, especially in his more personal aspects in terms of his word. Glory be to God. They refer to God. Sometimes we may say God says, they say the word says. They are the refer to God as the word. They spoke of God himself as the word of God. For example, ancient Hebrews editions of the Old Testament change. Exodus 19 verse 17 says Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. Watch this. To meet Moses. Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet the word of God. Can I say that again? Ancient Hebrew editions of the Old Testament change Exodus 19:17, which read originally. Watch this. I have to explain it again so you get it. It reads thus originally: Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. What did they change it to? They changed it to this statement to say, Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet the word of God. In the beginning was the word. 
and the word was God and the word was with God from the beginning. You see, in the mind of the ancient Jews, the phrase the word of God could be used to refer to God himself. So John was on point. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. With this brilliant statement from John 1 verse 1, it set forth one of the most basic foundations of our faith, the Godhead. Glory be to God. We can follow John's logic. There's a being known as the word. There's a being who is God because he is eternal in the beginning. Ah, oh, God Almighty, this being is God. Because he's plainly called God, the word was God. So by now we understand from verse 14 of St. John 1 that the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Glory be to God. So we see here, the Father and the Son, the word, are equally God. Hallelujah. Yet distinct in their manifestation, God successfully revealed or manifested himself to man throughout time as a father in creation, the son in redemption, and the spirit in sanctification and regeneration. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, yet they are equally God. Everything that can be said about God the Father can be said about God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians 2 and verse 9 says it's very plainly. You see, in Jesus dwells all wisdom, glory, power, love, holiness, justice, goodness, truth of the Father. In him, God the Father is known. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. We cannot prove the existence of God. You see, we are a faith-based religion. The Bible offers us essential truths about God. Many simply ignore the overwhelming experiential and natural evidence of God's existence in the beginning God. Ultimately, faith comes down to a decision of the heart. A mind darkened by a rebellious heart is incapable of perceiving God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 44, verse 18, and also 20, Romans 1, 18 to 23, gives a good capture of that. We see here that the internal God is transcendent. Transcendent, sorry. Not part of creation, so to say. God's existence cannot be proven. Before creation, he was. God's existence cannot be proven in the way that science would want to prove or disapprove a fact about the material world. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is a faith walk. To know God takes faith. We are spiritual beings created in God's image aware of our own existence and capable of choice. Choosing to believe that there is no God and that the universe is just a fantastically complex accident 
will inevitably lead to the conclusion that life is absurd and without meaning. But to live without meaning is a hopeless struggle at best. Nobody wants to live like that and always end in despair. But if we believe in God, the God of the Bible, we do not only have a reason to live, but the assurance of seeing the kingdom of God with our own eyes in the beginning. God, believest thou this? If you believe those four words in Genesis 1 verse 1, you won't have a problem believing the existence of our God. Hallelujah. That takes faith because the Bible said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Bible says he that cometh to God must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. For the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity and whose name is holy says in Isaiah 57 verse 15 I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and a humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. All it takes is a humble heart to learn about the awesome, infinite, great, omnipotent, omniscient. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus God. Hallelujah. That we serve. Glory be to God. He was there in the beginning. In the beginning, God. Hallelujah. He was there in the beginning before anything else existed. Glory be to God. He has no beginning, no end. He is unbounded by time and space. Glory to God and not restricted. Everything else that exists, minerals, water, plants, animals, angels, demons on a lower plane. Hallelujah. But he is, glory be to God, high and lifted up. He's eternal. He's uncreated. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. And he's entirely from a different order. In the beginning, God. I just want to show you the awesome greatness of God, the creator. He is God, all by himself. God made human beings in his image, but we are still part, hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God, hallelujah, of his creation. Glory be to God. Each of us had a specific beginning and are bounded by three dimensional experience and passing time being immersed in time and space we become overwhelmed and confused when we try to understand hallelujah the existence of god hallelujah the existence of this eternal god all we have to believe is the four words in that powerful statement in the beginning god glory be to god in the beginning god he is just Absolutely God, all by Him. You've got times and seasons in your hands. You call for light out of darkness. <laughs> you don't need a man to be the God you are. But you have chosen to call me your own. Oh, you are God from beginning. 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Then God separated the water and the sky. He formed the seas and the land. Then he covered the land with trees and plants. filled the world with all the creatures of the sea. Of the air. And all the creatures of the ground. And then... He made us. To live in paradise. Until Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And ate the forbidden fruit. And with one choice. They learned both good and evil. Since then, since Cain killed Abel, God has seen too much evil in human hearts. That's why this is happening. Our creator decided to cleanse the earth. God warned me. He told me to build a boat. A boat to save our family and all the animals. Every other living creature would die. <laughs> and on the seventh day, God
After the flood waters engulfed the world, the Bible describes a new beginning for Noah's descendants and a chance to restore the relationship between God and humanity. A new faith in an all-powerful creator is being born. What a beautiful account of the creation. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. In the beginning, God. Let's look at the days of creation. God created things by speaking them into existence. Let there be. Let's look at the first day of creation. He created light and divided them from the darkness. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness, and called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Genesis tells us that light, day, and night each existed before the sun and the moon were created on the fourth day. This shows us that light is more than a physical substance. It is also has a supernatural aspect in the new heavens and the new earth. There won't be any sun or moon. God himself will be the light. Revelations 22 and verse 5 tells us that. Glory be to God. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. The darkness God later sent upon the Egyptians had a tangible quality to it. Far beyond that, we usually think of it as being associated with darkness could be felt. This demonstrates a certain supernatural element which can be related to light and darkness. So the evening and the morning were the first day. The second day of creation. God makes an atmospheric division, the permanent. The Bible said, and God said, let there be a permanent in the midst of the waters. Let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. He said the waters of the land were separated from the water vapor in the sky, the firmament. That divides the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. The sky that divides the waters on the earth's surface below from the water vapors, also known as the clouds. And hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The third day of the creation. 
the land. Hallelujah. And it's plant life. The land is divided from the sea. Plants and all types of creation were created. Hallelujah. God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together. The idea is that before this, the earth was covered with water. Now the waters were gathered together in one place and dry land appears. Oh, glory to God. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. You see, all this happened before the creation of the sun, the fourth day. This means the plants must have had sufficient nourishment because of the light God had created before the sun of the moon. Are you trying to tell me that our God is not strategic? God is strategic. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And God saw it was good. God knew that it was good. He's not some vague mortal mutual. He knows what is good and he organizes his creation to result in something good. God does not call the earth good until it becomes habitable, a place where man can live. Glory to God. And God said, let the earth bring forth every herb that yields seed, the herb that yields seed according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And the fourth day of creation, he created the sun, moon, and the stars. He said, let them be for seasons. When God set the lights in the heaven to be for signs, it probably includes what we commonly call the constellations, sun, moon, and stars. Glory to God. Genesis 1, 16 said, God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. Hallelujah. He said, let there be a light for every sign and season. Do you realize that the light represents the word? And there is a word for every time and season. Glory be to God. There is a word for every time and season. There is a word spoken in due season. Hallelujah. Somebody catch that. Glory be to God. And the fifth day of his creation, he created birds and sea creatures. He said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. We see the great victory of birds and sea creatures were created at the same time, not evolving slowly over millions of years. Even though plant life was created before animal life, animal life was not created out of plant life. God is strategic. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You see, he created according to their kind. Again, let me say this. All animal life is created according to his own kind. God deliberately structured plenty of variation with a kind, but one kind does not become another. Hallelujah. He created, hallelujah, female kind to be with male kind. Let me take my time here. And the sixth day of creation, you see the creation of man and land animals. Glory be to God. From verse 24 to 25 there. On the fifth day of creation, God made birds and sea animals. But now God turned his creative attention towards land animals of various types. You see, when we look at the infinite variety of the animal kingdom, both living and extinct, we must be immersed with God's creative power. Oh God, I am so impressed with God's creative power. Aren't you impressed? With God's creative power, glory be to God. He made the beasts 
of the earth according to its kind. He made plants according to their kind. Again, this important phrase is emphasized. God allows tremendous variation within a kind. But one kind will never become another kind. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And God planned to make man in his image. God said in verse 26, Genesis 1, 26, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the ear, and over the cat, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Hallelujah, the sixth day. Glory be to God. As God repeated this phrase, let us in our image, according to our likeness, make man. It is consistent with the idea of the Godhead, God as Father, God as Son, God as Holy Spirit. An understanding of who man is begins with knowing we are made in the image of God. Man is different from every other, hallelujah, of created being. Because he was created consistently with God. Watch this. There are three aspects to the idea that we are made in the image of God. Personality, morality, and spirituality. We possess God's personality, knowledge. We possess feelings. We possess a will. This sets man apart from animals and plants. Animal and plant, no, and a will, not a personality. We do. Hallelujah. We possess morality. We're able to make moral judgments and have a conscience. We possess spirituality. Man is made for communion with God. It is on the level of spirit we communicate with God. Have you got those? There are those three aspects to the idea that we're made in the image of God. Personality, morality and spirituality watch this man was given dominion over the earth for god ever created man glory be to god let me take my time there was evening there was morning now completing the second day and then god said let waters flow Gather dry ground appear with plants and trees be covered. God saw it was good, the things that he had made, and it was the third day. God spoke the sun shining bright. Filling the earth with light He spoke the stars and the moon to Glory be to God and God said it was good You see, man was given dominion over the earth Before God ever created man He decreed that man would have dominion over the earth Man's preeminence of the created order And his ability to affect his environment Is no accident it is part of God's plan for man and the earth. In this sense, it is sin if man does not use the dominion responsibly in the sense of a proper regard for stewardship. 
on this earth. Man gave us this earth to have dominion. We are steward of this earth. Glory to God. God, watch this, another point. God's creation of man, initial commission to Adam. In the beginning, God. Stay with me. See, God created man according to his plan as described in Genesis 1 verse 26. The concept of man be created in the image is repeated to give emphasis to the idea. We are plainly told God created man fully formed and created him in one day, not gradually over millions of years of progressive, hallelujah, years. Male and female, he created them. In our day, we know many may say there is no real difference between men and women but another genesis tell me there's a big difference he said male and female he created them male and female he and she not he and he or she and she glory to god to god the differences between men and women are not accidents since he created them the differences are good and they are meaningful men are not women Women are not men. Let me emphasize that. One of the saddest signs of our culture's depravity is the amount and the degree of gender confusion today with young people and old people. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created man, male and female. He created them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God created man, the first thing he did was to bless them. You see, without the goodness of God's blessing, human life would be not only unbearable, but impossible. Then God blessed them. He said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. God also gives man a job to do to fulfill God's intention of man's exercise of dominion over the earth. God gave man dominion over the whole earth. But every only vegetation is specifically mentioned for being for food. Seemingly before the flood, human race was vegetarian. But after the flood, man was given permission to eat the flesh of animals. In the beginning, God. God saw everything that he made and indeed it was very good god's final analysis of his work of creation was that it was very good god was pleased with his creation so are we when god pronounced the creation good he really meant it at the time it was entirely good there was no death or decay on earth at all. God created a perfect world. God created a good world. We are the ones who messed it up in the beginning God. Awesome mess of the creator. What a wonderful God. Glory be to God. What a wonderful God who created the heavens. God spoke the sun shining bright, filling the earth with light. He spoke the stars and the moon to govern the sky by night. He was vast, he was good, the fourth day now complete. 
I hope this word was a blessing to you. In the beginning, God, as I capture the importance of seeing God as the creator, and as I capture the days of the creation, glory be to God, hallelujah. I want to encourage you to spend some time to read the book of Genesis. There are some very important truths to be learned in this book. Glory be to God, hallelujah. God is an awesome God. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He's the creator of man. He made us in his own image. Glory be to God. In the beginning, God. Hallelujah. The subject of the first book of the Bible. First subject of the first sentence. In the beginning, God. So if you believe Genesis 1 verse 1, you really have no problem in believing the rest of the Bible. If you believe in a great, big, wonderful God that is so big and so mighty to have created the heavens and the earth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. All we need to explain to persons who want to know God. Genesis 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God. Take somebody through the book of Genesis. Step by step. Show them the awesome greatness of our God. Who made something out of nothing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In the beginning. God. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In the beginning God. Glory be to God. Created the heavens and the earth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. God's creation is so awesome. So powerful. His hand laid the foundation of the earth. His right hand stretched out the heavens. Oh and he called them stand up together. Our God is big. Our God is greater. Hallelujah. There's no God like our Jehovah God. Glory be to God in the beginning. God. Glory be to God. And the earth It was formless and void and darkness covered it by the waters of the deep, God's spirit began to move. And then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw it was good. The light of day, the dark of night. And just as he said, Spoken to the water separating it low and I And in the middle of it all an expanse that he called sky There was evening the 